Good morning and welcome to the pre-recorded latest edition. This is live, it's not pre-recorded, it's like, let's pretend it's live. Oh, okay. And welcome to the live latest edition of the Estate Agents podcast on Sunday the 6th of February 2022. How are you, Mr. Sinclair? Very good, thank you. Very good. Apologies, I was a little bit later for our start time. Got it's okay. I thought I'd stupidly try and battle the Leicester traffic at school, chucking out time to go and pick a few bits up ready for next week. That's all right. That's absolutely fine. It's nice that we can get together. So absolutely. thank you. So thank so thank you for joining me today. So how's your week been, Luke? How's the training going? Have you yes. let them loose yet? They're on day release at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> But no, in, in all in all seriousness, though. Um, so um, yesterday they spent the day in the branch that they're going to be working from, um, to slowly bringing them into how busy it's going to be for them. So rather than just chucking them in and it maybe be quite daunting um, to start with, we're kind of releasing them. So next week I think they spend two days there. The week after they spend three days, and by then then they'll be okay to to go over there all the go over there all the time but there's still like this morning we did a bit of training with what what they found yesterday whether any questions um again sometimes part part of our our fault is that we'll say things and we just assume wrongly that that they know what we what we're talking about um so one of the examples was this morning is the difference between a qualification so Stephen's silence with the dogs in the background. You can tell it's live. So, um, so yeah. So we <clears throat> we just mistakenly thought perhaps they'd know the difference. So it's again just explaining that difference with with what with what that is. Uh, in the early days, we just blurted out the, the letters EPC. Um, they didn't know what an EPC was. So, um, and then part of that was that we then integrated some of the training with our um, energy assessor that we use so he came in to talk about all the different aspects of the energy performance certificate because again it's probably going to become more and more common that people are starting to scrutinize these documents with the way that energy prices are going so if if you don't i suppose maybe it's a good start starting point as a tip if your team do not know the ins and outs of what that energy performance certificate consists of now is the time to to make sure that they do and it's just a simple half hour training session with your team in the morning meeting a hundred percent and that's a really <laughs> good point it's dinner time as well so they're going to yeah. start marketing as well but we know it's real so like, yeah. i think you're, i think you're spot on with that and i think that's really interesting that you're doing um stuff on energy performance certificate and i like the fact that you're getting a specialist in to give them the training as well and i yeah. can't remember i know we were talking about um the podcast i did with sophie lang last week and I know I started ending up talking about Julian Richer and all his amazing ways that he brings into yeah. his business. But what Sophie was saying, what I really liked, and apologies if I'm repeating myself from last week, was that they set aside an hour um, a week where all their colleagues have a room where they can go in and do training and train yeah. on themselves, which I thought was great. And then at the end of every month, they have a quiz, which I know that that's something that you do as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and the quizzes, you know, and all your numbers and that great um, infogram that you've produced that I think the world and is um, everybody has um, has R and D'd from you, which is absolutely incredible. So, but I, you, but I only R and D'd it from McGrath. I know. When, <laughs> when, when, when we were over in Australia, but then also Troy did it as part of his masterclass in 2019 and 2020. Um, so it, that, that's, that's fine. But it's useful little snippets of information that will help you get that one, two percent extra and your kind of favorite topic of marginal gains. And for anybody who hasn't got it or hasn't yeah. seen it on Facebook or LinkedIn, I don't know where you've been, but if you would like a copy, please get in contact. Um, and I'm going to be very generous today. I'm going to give away two other things as well. I've just got to remember what they are. But we do have a few listeners because I have been asked to give them the 54 steps um, for the investment in their services and the equity yeah. check. So it's nice to know that people are listening. So thank you very much. But I love the fact that you've got somebody, a specialist in for an EPC. Um, yep. you know, and again, specialists, so um, mortgage brokers. Have you yep. had, a, have you had, I know you most probably have, but again, talking to our audience here, have you had a mortgage broker come in and talk to you? You know, obviously we had the interest rate rise yesterday. Um, the second time, I think in two or three months, you know, maybe having a discussion now, well, what do people think? You know, obviously, I think quite a lot of people may be on fixed rates. The people on variable rates may be a little bit concerned now as to what's going to happen. You put, um, rightly pointed out what's going on with energy costs, which is um, going to be a considerable amount of um, money that's going to hurt a lot of people as well. So I think having that information and um i did I, I did some training this week and we were talking about um, i actually did it on goals and objectives um for the year um on um growth growth meetings i've gone away with one-to-ones and they're now called growth meetings yeah. um so we discussed this on the growth meeting and um, this particular person was talking about first-time buyers and she wants to be a specialist in first-time buyers and, and helping them because she sees herself in you know the, that age group um which i always think was great so you know what's she going to do she's going to go out she's going to do videos she's going to go and get a mortgage broker and i had andrew montlake on i think or maybe definitely within the last two years um and he was talking about everything a first-time buyer had to do to get buyer ready which was yeah. really, really interesting. So again, my advice to people will be, let's get get a trainer in. You know, most people work with a financial advisor, get them in and ask questions. Um, yeah. Be that expert, you know, you're not gonna give the financial advice, that's down to the mortgage broker, but know what variable rates are, know what um, fixed rates are, um, have an idea what's potentially gonna happen with the economy as a result of it. Um, and again, there was an interesting article. So excuse me for looking at my phone, um, if I can find it now. Um, I did have it. I did have it earlier that I got up, um, which I've most probably lost now. Um, but there was an interesting um, discussion about buy-to-let investors, um, and I think there was a survey done in 2020, 2020, uh, 2021. Sorry. And at the end of the end of it, 17 and a half percent landlords said they were interested in buying another buy to let property. 
absolutely. And uh, and I imagine that score is probably probably higher. And have we asked our existing landlords if they have an appetite? And we've used this word before. Have they got an appetite? So are they on your radar? Uh, I mean, Josh Vegan talks about the whole landlord's first program. So when you've got an investment property or uh, a suitable one or one that has to be sold to a landlord because he's got a tenant in situ, um, have you got that list of a way? But again, that's a, that's a pull for a potential listing for sales, isn't it? If you've got this pull, right, we, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, we've got 90 landlords on our register and they've all got an appetite in order to expand their investment kingdom portfolio empire uh, you you name it so you're learning you're learning um so it's it goes hand in hand to help to help you win those listings 100 percent. and actually you've just given me an idea for you to add to your amazing infographic to put on there maybe how many investor buyers that you have looking to invest yeah. that month oh i love yeah. this yeah. oh we should do this more often blimey so just um, so something that came out from one of our managers meetings um in january um so we've we've changed as much as we like technology here we've also gone traditional with a whiteboard um because something physical in the office that someone can see all the time so so one of the examples was on do your team know what is the what is the best 95% mortgage? Do your team know what the best 90% mortgage is? Do they know 85, 70 and such and such? So on a typical, so whatever your average house price is in your area, do they know what the rough repayments are going to be? So that when they're on the phone, they can say our mortgage broker can get deals as low as 250 pounds a month if you're putting down 60% um, or, or whatever, whatever it works to be. So rather than it comes across a you come across as obviously being more knowledgeable but b um you're not going in for just the kill with the appointment you're selling the benefit of why they should be talking to your mortgage broker because they're going to get them the best possible deal out in the marketplace well, i like that as well Blimey. thank so, you but that's something you could have on your whiteboard in your office so it's visible and if your if your office has got uh got hasn't got the space have the whiteboard in the main office walk-ins probably aren't as high as what they used to be but when you do have a walk-in why don't you just get a simple roller blind that you just pull down over it when you do have customers in okay so and you can have a nice welcome to Knightsbridge on that roller blind you could do you could do so or even have a nice day um so let me ask you a question then director of first impressions yes how's that going really well really 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 well in what yeah. way um so we are getting uh, a customers are getting their calls answered if the rest of the team are busy by someone that works within the business and this is not to take anything away from money penny because they do do a great job but we took the decision to employ our own version of money penny within our business um they can handle basic inquiries so if the team are all busy and it's just someone happening to say i'm running five minutes late then they can deal with that um, they also confirm appointments so if that client hasn't what we call remotely confirmed so we send a text message out to the client the day before the viewing to say 
can you just confirm if you're going to be attending or not? They click a button on their text message that puts it back into the CRM so that person's confirmed. If those people haven't done that, then they kind of mop up that just as a courtesy call because if that appointment space is going to go free, we want to sell it to someone else. So that's another thing when customers come in, uh, the, pre the perception of when they come in, the great friendly greeting that they're going to get from Julie or Christine uh, it is great. Um, holding up a big key that we've got, um, asking for the Google review when they come to collect the keys, um, key handover for contractors, so it takes less pressure off the rental department. So all, all of these things, and also keeping that main reception area clean and tidy. They've always got the little Dyson out, they've always got the mop out, making sure that that is perfectly clear. Um, and they do a great and they do a great job for it. Even topping up the air fresheners, they're making sure that they're so they've got their little checklist, they know what they've got to do, and that forms the overall office standards checklist that we have and we do the the award and the, we do the reward for it. And um I'm surprised you don't have a remote control robot doing your hoovering in your office as well as your home. We've got one at Blaby. So we have got we have got we have got one here at Blaby, but because they're they're okay if you don't leave stuff on the floor. As soon as you start leaving stuff on the floor, that's where they tend to go wrong. So um, I wouldn't. Uh, I've kept the one for home, and we've got we've got one in Blaby to do. So, but it, again, it, for the right environment, it could it could work. It saves one less job for someone else yeah, to do. I'm, I'm only pulling your leg. So, um, so one of the things I did this week, as I said earlier, was um, goals and objectives um, for yeah. 2022, going through what um, people's personal goals were for the year and their business goals from their year, but also reflecting on 2021, what their accomplishments are and what their, um, I suppose, their learning goals were um, and disappointments, and then what they need to do to um, self-develop um, and become a learn it all person in 2022 as well. So if anybody listening or watching like a copy of that, um, that they could fill in, which is a blank copy, please get in contact and I will send it over to you. And if you want me to have a look at it as well and give you some accountability, I will give you some time as well to do that. Um, yes. So if there's anybody watching, let us know. Um, and the other thing we talk work well with that is the letter to the future yeah that's good that's a good one as well there you go that's what we're doing on tuesday so that we, we've just we, we didn't do it last year because of covid and we well because we didn't get everyone together but in the previous two years to that with the team we have done the letter to the future and it scares them normally when they get it through between christmas mm -hmm. and new year we seal them we sellotape them so they know they can't be tampered with they get put in the safe then they come out 24th of December they get posted and then they get a scare because they think why have I written to myself <laughs> yeah that's great it. but it's, it's a great. useful one to go inside with your plans your, your, your review of 2021 and your plans for 2022 um, and I would add something on there um, as well on the future plans what are you grateful for what were you grateful for by the end of the year um, and have that gratitude as well um, and I'm sure there's loads of things that people will be grateful for, which is which yeah. is great. So you touched on McGraw earlier. Yes. Um, vendor reports. So um, are properties still flying off the shelf? 
or are we going to have to start communicating more um, with our vendors because some properties are still coming on at ridiculously high prices what are you seeing in Leicester at the moment um I think uh, just going back to what you say about ridiculously high prices I think something that someone said to me is that we've got to stop seeing ourselves as a valuer we're not that we are we aren't valuers we're marketers so it's our marketing that helps determine the price we can give a guide but there's no one that can really say when we bring a property to market that house is going to get x amount of pounds but our job is to invest in the best marketing to attract the best buyers to drive the price to the best possible value so as much as I don't agree with, say, overvaluing, um, sometimes that's not necessarily down to the agent. Maybe the owner's driven that price. So it's not always the agent that, that's, that's, drive, that's driving that price. But who's to say that the agent's wrong and the vendor's right or, or, vice, or vice versa? But there is sometimes blatant mispricing. But then is that the agent not being strong enough to say, well, actually, that's going to be a waste of investment of my time and money uh, and unless you're prepared, prepared to invest that time, that money yourself, we'll put our time into it, but we're not going to be fruitful with, with the results. So, yes, there are properties that aren't, don't appear to be uh, uh, at the right price, but then some of them are equally selling. And you think that's really, that's really surprised me. Um, but I think now more than ever, last year was an order takers market. This year, I don't believe will be an order takers market because the listings won't be there for an order taker. The listings you've got to really, really work at in order to help nurture and there's going to be that big bottleneck of vendors to find, clients to find, and it's that whole chicken and egg situation with whether or not they put their home on the market. So it's, I suppose, what, what you're also doing with keeping in touch with those off-market listings, pocket listings, or vendors to find listings, whatever you want to call it, to um to then find their next find their next home so do you know the the examples and what's the best home that they've seen so that you've got those links so that when the right one pops up you can say it's just like the one that you missed out on here it is 100 percent. and what about your vendor care what goes into your vendor care um, and what are you saying to your vet? What you know? How frequently are you giving them? Um, are you doing a report to them? Is it just verbal? Um, how do you work it? Yeah. So, so we 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 do um, weekly calls and weekly reports. So the weekly report has a, um, a a breakdown. So it confirms the price. It confirms how many days it's been on the market. It confirms who was the valuer, who, who is the what we call our property manager that looks after the property. That's that vendor's point of contact. Um, when we get price feedback, we, uh, sorry, when we get viewing feedback, we get price feedback. So we then represent that in a chart for them and represent what the average of that price feedback is. So was it at the asking price or above or was it below the asking price? So again, there's some visual. So those owners that are a bit more visually led can see that. And then we do the cascade of internet inquiries to detailed views to what we've matched it to to inquiries through the portals to then the viewings that have taken place second viewings offers so ideally then that's just a small funnel and if it stops at some point 
it identifies that's the area that we need to maybe look at addressing. So if we're not getting the conversion from detailed views to inquiries, what's the problem there? Is it price, is it presentation, or is it a combination of both? 100%. So again, you know, there's a nine point strategy. One, review your current marketing, review the inquiries, review the feedback from your buyers, um, review offers viewings and second viewings, address what needs to be done next week, discuss what competing properties have either sold, come onto the market or had price adjustments. And then three other questions, asking actually how what the vendor feels. So how do you feel everything is going? Anything you would like me to do and anything else? Um, so there's a nine point plan yeah, there. Yeah. And also um, McGraw was very kind enough, or Troy was kind enough to send me one of their campaign, um, I suppose, vendor reports. So again, yeah. giveaway number three today. We are very generous. So if anybody wants that, uh, please message me, email me, contact me, and I will get that sent over to you as well. Wow, you, you just just keep giving today. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a generous mood. And do you know why I'm in a generous mood today? Because you scored at football. Actually, I didn't. The keeper made the most incredible saves and turned it around the post. I've got no idea how he managed to get that low to save it. But, Are they allowed to use their hands in your walking football, or is it just? Yeah, they were. The, the goalkeeper was so. Oh. Um, so yeah, no, we won't talk about today. It wasn't very good. So, so, so um, you were going to allude to why you're in a generous mood? Because I am so grateful that um, of the generosity and the kind donations of the people with um, computers for schools. So today I hit a massive milestone of over a hundred thousand pounds being donated thank you well and 904 um laptops and tablets and 12 dongles being distributed so i want to give back i'm paying it forward because people have just i just you know what i'm absolutely blown away by people's generosity is absolutely amazing and yeah. in two weeks time it's at the anniversary of sam's passing and um, I just think it's absolutely incredible. I remember, you know, we were on 48,000 um, with, well, you know, before she died. And I always remember Simon Whale and, and Spencer Lawrence topping it up to 50,000 just yeah. to hit the initial target. But I cannot thank um, everybody for um, the continued support. So I am so, 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 so grateful. And I was so, uh, I, a few tears rolling down today when I saw we when I saw um, it went to a hundred thousand. So, um, estate agents, suppliers, businesses, you're absolutely incredible. Thank you for your generosity. So I'm going to give back today. So we've got three things. We've got Luke's um, incredible infographic, which messaged yep. me. I'm sure Luke's happy for me to, to share it. Absolutely. Well, they can Brilliant. find it on Facebook or on LinkedIn uh, <laughs> anyway. So, but uh, if they reach out to you, then you can provide them with a copy of it. That's not a problem. Goals are the objectives. So if you want that, please let me know. And also if you want um, the vendor report as well, or an example of a vendor report, please let us know as well. And we will get that to you. So yeah. Luke, I know it's short and sweet tonight. Um, thanks very this much morning. for your time this Short morning. This morning. 
not be recorded definitely <laughs> not no definitely not no okay so thanks very much for your time um have a great weekend everybody um joel's just about to start uh, his sunday lunch obviously yeah so, thank you all very much have a good afternoon evening weekend whenever you're watching listening thanks for your time everybody yeah, take care and, um, have a really good weekend cheers luke see ya